Hey y'all, it's A Few Minutes with the Pew Podcast. I'm Lily. And I'm Maddie. And we have a passion to see people make Jesus number one in their everyday lives. We want to get serious about being serious for Jesus. Will you join us? Hey everybody, welcome back to the podcast. So we unintentionally took this past Monday off because we had Easter, obviously we were celebrating with the family and mm-hmm. then we also had prayer vigil, which I think we mentioned a couple times, briefly, didn't we? Okay. Briefly, we didn't explain everything that was happening. But, yes, you know, it was a very full week and mm-hmm. we just didn't get around to recording and we're like, you know what? We'll just take Monday off. Eventually, which stressed which, Lily out it so did. much. It did. Lily was over here like, oh my goodness, we don't have an episode. I'm over here like, it'd be fine. (laughs) We'll survive. We have two very different personalities, if you you can't tell. But anyway, so we unintentionally took the week off. So sorry about that, guys. Seriously, if you came (laughs) and you were looking for an episode and there wasn't one, I apologize. I put up on our Instagram, but I know that everybody doesn't follow us there. So if you don't follow us there, shameless plug here, Mm -hmm. um, go follow us on Instagram, thefew.blog. Okay, so we had prayer vigil, mm-hmm. and let's update on that because it was amazing. We had mm-hmm. such an amazing time. Maddie, do you want to share a little bit about like what that is and what we did there? Yeah, so our church does something kind of special leading up to Easter, and we do a 24-hour prayer vigil. So basically, we set out a sign-up sheet a few weeks before Easter, mm-hmm. uh, before Good Friday specifically, and people will sign up for different time slots where they can come to the church and pray, and we have lots of different rooms set up with uh, information about different ministries that our church supports or that people in our church are a part of. And it's just a really great time for the members of our church to come and pray and Mm -hmm. just take some time to be quiet before the Lord right before Easter. So we had lots of our friends over to the church and we all stayed for the whole 24 hours because our dad is the one that organizes all of it. And so it's an event that we all really enjoy going to with our Bible study group and stuff. And it's a time where we can just settle down and pray and reevaluate where our priorities are. And it's just a great bonding experience for us. So that was what took up our Friday and Saturday, and then Mm -hmm. obviously Easter Sunday, and we had some things going on Thursday, and yeah, it was it was was a week, (laughs) y'all. It was a week. I still feel like we're recovering from it. Yeah, it was like just you should have. I could barely walk after this weekend, (laughs) which I know I'm weak. I'm very very weak. Maddie has no muscle. I'm exhausted. Like (laughs) me and one of our friends stayed up till like four thirty at the prayer vigil thing, and then we didn't get to bed early on Thursday night because we were like baking. Lily was baking. I wasn't baking. She was <laughs> mainly the one that was baking. But anyway, yeah, it was it, it was interesting. It was. <laughs> okay, guys, let's jump into this episode. So we're finally here recording and yep. we are getting back into kind of some of our topics and the different things that we want to talk about. Mm-hmm. And I've had this one on the list for a little while now. And I know that I have personally been so encouraged by just kind of thinking about this and contemplating how as Christians, we have hope in the midst of despair. Mm-hmm. And so we're just going to focus on really that line in this episode of how even when there is hurt and pain and darkness in the world that we're living in, when it's around us, when it feels like it's overwhelming how we have hope and Mm -hmm. why we have hope, why we celebrate Easter, why we do all those things, 
it matters, guys. It matters that we have hope in the world that we're living in because there are so many things going on that cause us to feel like we are nothing. We have nothing to mm-hmm. live for. There's no purpose in this world. Like so many people are feeling that right now. And I feel like as Christians, we can kind of get bogged down by it as well and feel like, well, every single person around me is full of despair and they're full of pain and sadness mm-hmm. and all of these different things. And how can I live with intentionality when everyone around me does not? It can be really hard. So we're going to talk about that and also the fact that we have two worlds at war right now. We have like the heavenly realm and we have our worldly evil realm. We've talked a lot about like spiritual warfare and things Mm -hmm. like that before. So you guys kind of get, and we'll go over it a little bit here, but we're going to focus on how we have hope in the midst of those two worlds being at war with one another you know, we're left stuck feeling like, okay, I'm in the middle of these two worlds and I'm living in this one, but I know that I'm trying to keep the eternal world and the world to come in my mind constantly. And I'm supposed to be living for that while living in a very materialistic and evil and sad world. Mm -hmm. So we're going to talk about all of that today and I'm really excited to dive in. Yeah, I think that our world is very, very focused on the despair and the darkness. And I think that it is a major goal of theirs to get us to focus on those things. And I feel like lately on social media and just in conversations that I've been having with people, I think that the despair and the darkness is just starting to consume us Mm. in a way. And I know that sounds like super sad and super scary, honestly, but I think that we have the power to change that. I, well, I don't think that. I know that. We have the power to change that as Christians, especially because we have hope in what Jesus has done for us. And we've been talking about this like crazy over Easter and what Jesus did on the cross and what he did in the resurrection gives us that hope and that beauty that Mm -hmm. we can look towards. That's something that we have been especially focusing on at The Few is trying to dwell on beauty and the different things around us that bring beauty into our lives and how we can also give that to other people and encourage them to look for the same things. And so, I think that this is really how we beat back the darkness and how we focus on what is good and pure and admirable. Like, you know, we always, we always refer to that Philippians verse, but I think that that verse applies to pretty much everything you can talk about Mm -hmm. in Christianity. But I think that that's how we really beat back the darkness, by looking for things that are beautiful and by cultivating beauty in our little corners of the world where we have influence and where we can encourage other people to do the same. Mm Mm-hmm. Yeah, that's so good. And I think that like the eternal world that we're supposed to be focusing on and living for, it's full of hope, love, and beauty. Mm -hmm. But when we look around at the world that we're currently living in, just for this very short time, we see a world full of despair and darkness and hatred. And it can get us really discouraged in -hmm. so many ways. And I think that when the world gets us to live in this repetitive cycle of discouragement and just being very despondent, about what we're seeing and what we're experiencing Mm -hmm. instead of focusing on what's to come, Mm -hmm. then we're not going to do anything here for the world that's to come, right? We're not going to be sharing the gospel. We're not going to be encouraging others who are full of despair because we are full of it ourselves. So I think that it's important to realize that as Christians, God has called us to something so completely different than anything you will ever 
hear, see, or experience in this world right here that we're living in right now. Like the despair and pain and things that we're feeling now are very temporary. And I know that that is easier said than actually realized Mm -hmm. and taking action against that because we think that, no, this is all that there is. Yeah. And this is it because the world gets us to focus on what's happening to me right now. It's never going to change. Things are never going to get better. Mm -hmm. And we become full of despair. And I think that something that's really encouraged me when I'm thinking about this stuff is the example of Tolkien and C.S. Lewis. Mm-hmm. And Maddie and I- Our two favorite people. Both, oh my goodness. In the world. <laughs> Literally. <laughs> we both love them so very much. They lived through both world wars. Mm-hmm. And um, they actually both fought in World War One. And during World War Two, C.S. Lewis had a radio broadcast that he, I think, did- what was it, like once a week or something? Maybe even more than that. Yeah. And he was just talking about the war and sharing the gospel and mere Christianity, the book that it's now a book. Um, those were actually his radio talks that have been printed mm-hmm. out now. And I just got done reading that book a couple months ago. I would recommend it to any Christian who She's is... hooked. I am so hooked. <laughs> Guys, I could read that book over and over again, like no mm-hmm. joke. You would realize new things every time you read it. Just because he has this divinely inspired... Yeah. Ability to write and to make things simple, but so heavenly at the same time. I just don't know how to explain it anyway. (laughs) Um, but it is so good. I wouldn't recommend it to like a brand new Christian because I think that it is a very, yeah, um, it's a little more difficult to read. It's a very serious read for sure, Mm -hmm. but it's, it's very good. He was able to do that because he was not full of despair. Yeah. I think that as he's giving these radio talks and he's talking about the really hard topics, like he's he's addressing things that we're still questioning in our world today and what they would have been questioning during the war. And so just imagine like we're experiencing, I don't want to pretend we're experiencing like what they were experiencing mm-hmm. back then um, with World War II on the horizon and happening and all that stuff. But we're watching war unfold in Ukraine. We're watching these things happen in Taiwan and Afghanistan and Myanmar and yeah. all of these different places around the world. And so many of us are left wondering, what am I to do? What am I to do in this age of depression, of anxiety? Um, I talked about this a little bit in a blog post that I recently wrote on the blog about how our generation, Gen Z, uh, millennials, were being raised on antidepressants, anxiety medication, drugs, and alcohol, and sex, and all these things. Now, a lot of that has not changed. It's been the common Mm. supplement for Christ. It's been what we turn to on our own because we think we can handle it. But we turn to those things and we think, okay, this is what's going to give me purpose. This is what's going to do it for me. But it fails Mm -hmm. four hours later. And so I think that Lewis, and I'll have Maddie talk a little more about Tolkien here in a minute because she is like the pro on that one. But I love how Lewis, with these radio broadcasts and these talks that he gave about really hard topics, he always brought it back to Christ. All the things that we're experiencing are evil. They're not okay. They're things that we have to fight against and we have to do some really hard things in this time, but we're going to get through it because we have hope. Mm -hmm. And if you don't know Jesus, like our cities could be bombed at any time here. Like it was serious. They were in a really rough time, rough areas. The threat of war was always imminent in their area where Mm -hmm. they lived. And so he always brought it back to, if you don't know Christ, 
you're asking these questions. You're listening to this. You want hope. And I'm going to give you the real deal. I'm going to give you Jesus. And he says that any of this could happen. This is all evil. This is all stuff that happens in a sinful world. But don't despair. We have hope in the midst of it. Mm -hmm. And we live because Christ has died and he resurrected and he saved us from our sin. And so we do live for the next world. We think of that next world because that's what truly matters. Yeah, and Tolkien actually did experience a lot of things in his life that could have driven him to despair. You know, Mm -hmm. he was always having financial difficulties, and he was somewhat traumatized from fighting in the Somme in World War One, and then he had his children fighting in World War Two, and Mm -hmm. during World War Two, he was actually actively writing The Lord of the Rings, which I think is just incredible. (laughs) And if you want to learn more about Tolkien's life, like in his own words, I recommend that you get a book called the letters of tolkien it was edited by christopher tolkien one of his sons and i got it for christmas and it's literally one of the best books i've ever read in my whole entire life and i have just learned so much about kind of the behind the scenes of him writing the hobbit and writing Mm -hmm. the lord of the rings and just forming all of these beautiful worlds where he could kind of escape to and help other people to escape to. And I think that, you know, the Lord of the Rings has been an encouragement to our family on like so many different occasions. And something that really just sticks out to me about both Tolkien and C.S. Lewis is that they were part of this generation that experienced so much heartache and so Mm -hmm. much hurt and so much despair and death and darkness, exactly what we're talking about. And I mean, their whole entire lives were filled with this kind of stuff and yet they were able to redefine their view of the world in a way and they were able to create things like Narnia and The Lord of the Rings and The Hobbit and C.S. Lewis was able to do his radio broadcast where he was very very deliberate about sharing the gospel with people and giving them hope like Mm -hmm. Lily said and I think that they are just such incredible examples of what it looks like to really rise above the hurt that we experience in the world and the devastation that is always around us. I mean, I remember like when Russia was first beginning to invade Ukraine and then things were starting to happen with Taiwan the next day and like all of these different things were happening and Russia was kind of threatening us and different things. I was like filled with such anxiety and such worry about what would happen in the next couple weeks, next couple months. And I remember just like thinking back on Narnia. We actually did a Bible study lesson that night, the Mm -hmm. day that Russia started invading Ukraine and Lily was talking about her... Uh, even if you don't feel brave blog post Mm -hmm. and she read a little part from Narnia and then I was just thinking about Lord of the Rings with that because you know C.S. Lewis and Tolkien go right together with everything and you know I just think that it's so powerful how they were able to acknowledge and see all of this despair and darkness around them and live through it Mm -hmm. and yet they were still able to cultivate these little pieces of beauty in their corners of the world and they were able to share that with other people and they were able to pass that down. And I think that it's just so powerful how they were able to really find their hope in the Lord and focus on those things and then bring that into their literature, into, you know, C.S. Lewis's radio broadcast. And I think that that's something that we all really need to be focusing on with our social media pages and, you know, just an everyday conversation. Like, I can find myself being very negative sometimes Mm -hmm. and very, very much a Debbie Downer sometimes (laughs) about the different things that are happening because, you know, we're just very realistic and we look at these things and we're like, well, we're all doomed. I'm just kidding. (laughs) Um, But I think that if we all make a very conscious and concerted effort to 
really focus in on the beauty that is still found in the world because there Mm. is still beauty even in the midst of all the different things that we experience with the depression and anxiety stuff that is a major high right now and all the suicide rates and Mm -hmm. the wars happening and just the unrest everywhere. Like there is still beauty in different things and it could even be found in just a book that you're reading or in listening to a podcast episode like this. But I think that if we all really focus on being positive, that is how we are going to be able to beat back the darkness that we experience. Mm -hmm. And we can only be positive. We can only find that beauty because of what Christ has done. You can't find beauty without Christ. Without Christ, there is no good. There is nothing worth living for. There is no purpose. And so if you're listening and you don't know Christ, I want to encourage you, like, even if you try to look for beauty, you'll Mm -hmm. find God with that beauty, but you can't find God without it. Yeah. And so I think that that is key, especially as Christians that we show other people, you won't find good things without Christ. Mm -hmm. And once you realize that and you start looking at the world, like Maddie said, you start redefining your world and how you look at it a little bit and you start looking at it from Christ's point of view, it is absolutely incredible what he's doing in the midst of all of this despair. I was going to read a quote by Sarah Clarkson that I thought was really, really good. She said, we are bewildered by pain, by loss, by sorrow. And so we offer others and even ourselves unexamined answers in order to answer our bewilderment and questions. And isn't that what we always do? Like, we Mm -hmm. look at pain, we look at the things going on in Ukraine and Russia, and I know we keep bringing that up, but we look at all of this sickness, we look at cancer, we look at COVID, we look at all of these different things that are going on in our world, and we look at them and we say, oh, well, it's God's will, right? It's God's will, he'll take care of it, Um, he has a plan for us, and while he does have a plan for those things and he will use it, It's not his will that we are against each other in war. It's not his will that we become sick, that we deal with cancer, that we have to suffer through those things. Those aren't his will, but he can use those things. Mm -hmm. And so I think that as Christians, if we're telling people, oh, this is God's will, this is God's will. Honestly, I think that we're, we're pretty wrong in that. We're pretty wrong in saying that it is his will because when you say that, you're saying that God wants us to suffer, that God brings that upon us, that 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 is what he wants us to experience. And that's not true. Like, that's not our God's character. He will use those things to form us and to guide Mm -hmm. us and to lead us to him. But those things are caused by sin. Those things are caused by the enemy and what he's doing in our world right now, right? He's turning us against each other. He's dividing. He is bringing sin and evil into our world in such crazy ways. It's just the same thing it's always been, you know, Mm -hmm. like just in different ways. And so I think that as Christians, when we have unexplained answers, we're not offering true hope. We are just offering words that we think will be an encouragement because yeah. we don't know what to say. And I get it. Like, there are some things that you you honestly have to process quite a bit before you can say anything. Like, one of our friend's moms just got diagnosed with cancer, and I'm stuck over here like, what do I tell her? What, mm-hmm. do, what do I say? Like, how do I encourage her in this time? Because that's hard stuff. How do you deal with that? How do you meet another person's pain with the love of Christ and and serve them faithfully. And I think that you do that when you don't just respond with unexplained answers. You ask Christ to give them hope and you, you allow him to use you in the different ways that he can in those situations, which sometimes isn't a lot to you and to us, you know, like to us, we think, 
well, just taking them a meal or just mm-hmm. praying for them or just sending a text with some scripture in it isn't enough, isn't doing much, but it truly is when you think about it. So I would just encourage you guys, like as we're in this time of pain and sorrow and hurt and darkness, don't try to explain pain. Don't try to explain it. Run to the Lord seek him, trust him as Job did. I think Mm -hmm. that that is a powerful example um, because, you know, Job's friends tried to give him all of these answers. They tried to, you know, give him unexplained answers to his pain and and offer those to comfort him when in reality, that's not what he needed. Mm -hmm. He needed them to be there with him and to have that hope within their souls that he could catch on to and that he could use to fuel his passion and love for Christ. I think the stories which matter, uh, which aren't forgotten, are about the people who had the chance to turn back, but they didn't. Yeah. And that's what we see in the works of Lewis and Tolkien. We see that, and I think it was even Tolkien has Mm -hmm. a quote. Actually, we have it hanging in our bedroom on a plank. We have one by C.S. Lewis, one by Tolkien. And um, Maddie has one about, it's a quote from Samwise in um, The Lord of the Rings about how the people and the stories which matter um, are about the ones who don't turn back, about going into the fire and doing it anyway. The one that I have about Lewis is about that we were made for another world. And we have unfulfilled longings and unfulfilled desires that point us to Christ and point us to something better and something bigger than ourselves. Mm -hmm. I had this quote written down by, it's actually from the Lord of the Rings as well. It says, who would lay idle when the king has returned? And I think that that is amazing, especially right after Easter, right? Mm -hmm. We just celebrated Christ dying on the cross for our sins, rising again three days later, the biggest miracle in history, the biggest thing that has ever happened for mankind. And we celebrated that on Sunday. Mm -hmm. I don't think we realize how big of a deal that is. I don't think we understand, like, we celebrate life. We celebrate what Christ did for us and what he didn't have to do, but he did anyway. And I just think that that is so amazing. Who would lay idle when the king is returned? Yeah. And I think something else that we really need to grasp when we're talking to other people, when we are trying to serve them in their pain and in their suffering, when we're experiencing pain and suffering in our own lives, is that we need to really realize that what we do matters, what we Mm -hmm. talk about matters. Mm -hmm. And this is something that we lose sight of so often. I lose sight of it so often and I can find myself being negative, like I said, and just talking about how wrong everything is and how nothing's going the way that I thought it would or different things like that. But what we talk about and what we say to people and what we do for them matters so Mm -hmm. much. And those are the things that change the world. Like each little action that we take is what could change the world. And I think that if we really grasp that, we would live in light of eternity so much more than we do now. And we would realize that like we have the power to either bring beauty and light and happiness and joy into the world, or we have the power to completely take those things out and replace Mm -hmm. them with darkness and despair and calamity of all different kinds. So I think that that's something that we really need to be thinking about too. Sure. Okay, guys, I want to read 2 Corinthians 4 to you. It's a little bit of a bigger chunk. The title of the chapter is Present Weakness and Resurrection Life. I'm going to read verses 1 through 12 here. Therefore, since through God's mercy we have this ministry, we do not lose heart. Rather, we have renounced secret and shameful ways. We do not use deception, nor do we distort the word of God. 
On the contrary, by setting forth the truth plainly, we commend ourselves to everyone's conscience in the sight of God. And even if our gospel is veiled, it is veiled to those who are perishing. The God of this age has blinded the minds of unbelievers so that they cannot see the light of the gospel that displays the glory of Christ, who is the image of God. For what we preach is not ourselves, but Jesus Christ as Lord, and ourselves as your servants for Jesus' sake. For God who said, Let light shine out from darkness, made his light shine in our hearts, to give us the light of the knowledge of God's glory displayed in the face of Christ. But we have this treasure in jars of clay, to show that this all-surpassing power is from God, and not from us. We are hard-pressed on every side, but not crushed, perplexed but not in despair persecuted but not abandoned, struck down but not destroyed. We always carry around in our body the death of Christ, so that the life of Christ may also be revealed in our body. For we who are alive are always being given over to death for Jesus' sake, so that his life may also be revealed in our mortal body. So then, death is at work in us, but life is at work in you. I love this. And another version that I read when we come to verse eight in that chapter said, we are not driven to despair. This one Mm -hmm. says, but not in despair. And I love just that idea of being driven to despair. It is a process. And I think a lot of us think of despair as just something that happens immediately. Like we're just full of despair. We don't know what to do with ourselves. And I think that that's honestly what, especially our generation, has been told. Mm -hmm. Um, Like if you feel the least bit sad, you're full of despair. You need to get on that medication. You need to, you know, get your life together. You need to go to therapy. I'm not saying that those things aren't sometimes needed, Mm -hmm. but they're free handouts in our world today um, for not dealing with your spiritual condition. And so I want Want you to realize, especially if you're dealing with that stuff, if you are a younger person or you're an older person who's trying to pour into the younger generation, we have to know that those things are spiritual issues. They are not worldly things that can be resolved and that can be handled with worldly solutions. We have to address spiritual conditions, spiritual problems with Jesus with his solutions. Mm -hmm. And that is seeking first the kingdom of God. So we aren't driven to despair because we have hope because of what Christ has done. And that scripture is just so amazing for what we're talking about in the midst of war, in the midst of darkness and hatred and despair. We get to live in this eternal world. We get to live even here on earth, guys. How amazing is that? Because of what Christ has done, Even in this world that we're living in now, we get to live in light of eternity. Mm -hmm. We get to live, Maddie said this in Bible study, I think, last week, how we get to experience a little bit of heaven on earth because of what Jesus has done for us. We get to experience those things here where we are, right in our little corners of this world. And we do that by welcoming Christ in to our homes, Mm -hmm. to our lives, to our everyday activities, to the things that we're involved in. And we make him known and we glorify him and we recognize that there is beauty even in the darkness, even in the things that we can't explain, even in the things that are hard to contemplate and are hard to deal with. In the midst of all of that, we hope. Yeah, I think that's a very good point. We just want to encourage you this week, just make a conscious effort to seek out the beauty Mm. in your life. I know that there may not seem like there's very much of it in your little corner of the world, but trust me, if we seek it out and if we stop focusing on the negativity and the darkness that surrounds us, like it is there to be found and it is something that I'm sure will encourage you. 
So we're going to wrap up this episode in prayer, so please pray with us. Dear Lord, I just thank you for this day and for this episode, and I pray that you would just help each and every one of us to seek out the beauty in our lives this week, and that you would just help us to see your glory in the different things that we do, and that we would just make a conscious effort to be uplifting to others and to encourage them to seek beauty in their lives and that we would all just rise above this darkness and this despair that we are seeing all over social media, all over the news, all over our world. And I pray that you would just help us to be the difference makers in our worlds, that we would choose to be different from everyone else, that we would choose to be full of joy and light and beauty, and that we would find all of that in you. In Jesus' name, amen. Amen. Alrighty, guys, just want to remind you, we have new podcast episodes coming out every Monday, usually, (laughs) and we also have new blog posts published on Thursdays. Mm -hmm. So be sure to connect with us over there on Thursdays. We'd love to have you over there reading the new posts that are published and just connecting with our little few community. We love hearing from you guys, seeing your comments. Um, We always try to respond to those and Mm -hmm. make sure that we're connecting with all of you. We love you. We want you to know that we value you and we will talk to you next Monday. Bye guys.